Welcome to Energizing Life with AKR Fitness. I'm your host, Lindsay, and today we have Mike. Hello. And Coach Zato. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> this is your you. second podcast now. Yes. Nerves more have relaxed, settled. Yeah, a little bit Good more relaxed. Geeks. Yeah. Um, so today, this is our final episode of the season, uh, episode 40. Um, and just to go back a few, we've the topic really was to sift through misinformation and fads and understand that our brain can fool us. And on this last episode today, we're going to talk about principles versus methods. But before we get into all of that, it is now your time to shine, Zato. <laughs> if you could tell us a little bit about who you are and your journey into the coaching industry. Okay, so... Um, I've only been in the coaching industry for three years, um, but I've always had a relationship with exercise. Um, I originally had done a sports study degree at university and um, I decided not to go down that route at that time because I didn't like the way the industry was. I didn't want to work in a gym. I didn't see, like, I just didn't just didn't take my fancy. Mm -hmm. um, so that then took me to then doing various different jobs as um, I decided what, what to do at uni. Um, at the time I was working as a lifeguard full time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I decided that I was, I, I, it's just always been in me that I want to help people. Um, that's just, I think that's just the way I am. Um, so then I, occupational therapy degree at RGU um, took my fancy and that's the path I went down. Um, so sorry just to pause you there you were lifeguarding at the same time as doing the sorry full-time lifeguard after yeah. was it uni that you yeah, did the science, yeah, the yeah, sports science yeah didn't really know what you wanted to do with it yeah so then you went into full-time lifeguard yeah and it was at that point you, you sort of I want to help people how can yeah. I do this without yeah. going down the gym route yeah yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah. So I did my degree. Um, it was great. Had a lot of fun. Um, met Neil, my husband, um, when I was lifeguarding um, as well. He was how many years ago was that? Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Fourteen. Fourteen years. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So it's been a long time. Um, so yeah. So. Um, yeah, so I did my degree and it was great and I was really lucky and I got a job straight, straight, pretty much straight away, two weeks later. Um, and uh, started working for um, the NHS um, as an occupational therapist. I worked in orthopaedics um, and then I managed to get a job in the community. So I was just like working with different um, conditions like people with MS, Parkinson's, like older age people. Um, so did you feel like you were now able to help the way that you wanted to? Yeah, it definitely started off like that. It started off where I, I definitely had job satisfaction probably the first couple of years of working because it was very, very hands-on. Um, yeah, every day was different. It was great. Like, it was active. I'm just the sort of person that wants to be on their feet. Like, I don't really suit sitting at a desk mm -hmm. type thing. Um, so yeah, so the first kind of few years were great and yeah, I was loving my job and then cuts happened and things changed and yeah, and it just made me realise that I didn't really want to be in that job anymore. Um, so that is when I decided to do my personal 
trainer qualification. So, so almost went full circle. Yeah. What yeah. What made you decide to go back to that? Because you was thought that it wasn't for you at the time, the industry, the, the gyms, the classes. What made you think, you know what, I, I'm, I'm done with occupational therapy. Let's go try personal training. Um, there was a turning point in my job where um, there, so at the time I was working in a unit for 60 plus people. So the unit that I worked in was a step down from hospital before you go home. So you would come with us, um, OT, physio, nurses worked there, no doctors, they would come in if you needed them. Um, and this um, certain person came in and he was in his late 50s, but he wasn't 60, so he shouldn't have come into the unit but because there was no one else for, the, for him to go. Um, it, we just decided as a team that he was going to come to us. Um, so what happened was he broke his hip um, and this man was very overweight. So he basically, um, to cut a long story short, he wanted help. He was like, help me, I don't know how to eat properly, I'm putting on more weight, I don't know how to exercise, I don't want to go to the gym, I don't have access to any of that. And I just felt like every person I tried to refer him to, to it was a problem. Like, refer him to the dietitian. oh, that's going to take six months to a year. Like, what can we do with him, like, now? Um, He's asking for help and there's no yeah, help for yeah. him. There was just, there was just nothing. Um, he was put on shakes by um, the doctor, which were these like little things. And he was like drinking those. Um, and at this point he was losing weight, but I knew in myself that wasn't the answer. It wasn't helping him. We were going to put him back into that situation and things were just going to escalate again. Um, so he en ended up discharged and had lost weight um, and had gone home and he'd fallen again and broken his other hip and was admitted back to us. And um, there was a scenario where we came into work and he went into cardiac arrest and we had to do CPR and he passed away. And that was the point where I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> so it felt like the system that you were working with failed him almost. Yeah. Yeah. And you fell apart of that yeah. and you couldn't help him, but yeah. you tried. Yeah. And that was the the turning point of we can't make a real difference here. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And then what happened after that? Um, so I I actually ended up off work for a little bit because it was uh it was just too like I even feel myself welling up right now because it's traumatic. It was traumatic and it shouldn't have happened. Um, so like I obviously stayed, um, I was not the sort of person to like leave a job and try and seek something else. So I, I stayed there, ended up on desk duty, um, which kind of put me in quite a low mood. And I think I'd already done my exercise to music. So I was teaching classes like, mm -hmm. you know, the old school aerobics and all that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and, um, teaching, um, like Metfit, all those classes and, uh, that kept me going, but you know, I almost felt like a trained monkey, like, you know, here's the pre-choreographed stuff, yeah. go and like take class. So it kept me going up to a point um, and that's when I decided, no, I'm going to do this. So at the time I didn't actually have enough annual leave 
to take my uh, personal trainer qualification. So I applied for unpaid leave. And I remember my boss at the time saying, no, you're not going to leave us, are you? And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, uh, I'm just going to do this. And I don't even think I'll be a personal trainer. I think it'll just be something that I'll maybe do on the side. I'll maybe train a couple of friends. Um, How long ago was this, though? So this was, this must have been 2017. Okay. 2016, 17. Yeah. So I did the... my qualification 2018 um uh, well started it and uh yeah and then i found akr and <laughs> that's some story that's some story uh, it just it really sounds like you wanted to make a bigger difference in the world and you weren't able to do it in the role that you were in yeah yeah I, 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 to be that person that that guy could have came to for help yeah yeah so, on you go what were you about to say? No, I it's just no, carry on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um so you found AKR. What what did that look like? What happened? What was the situation? Um that was um on Facebook and we had I hadn't passed at this point, but I'd like done all the you know, the anatomy exams and all this, and we just had a little bit of practical to finish off. So I hadn't quite passed it at this point. Um, and I saw the AKR meet up on Facebook. Um, so for for personal trainers, wasn't <clears throat> it? We ran yeah, out of for meet personal up. trainers. Yeah, yeah. and um, I remember sitting there and I was like, oh, maybe I could go to that. And then my husband Neil was like, yeah, yeah, you should, you should go to it. And I was like, I haven't passed though. I was like, that would just be weird because they'll be like, why are you here? You haven't passed. <laughs> I, think I, I think I did. I think I did write in the copy. It was for new and aspiring trainers. Yeah, maybe. yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, there was a little bit of um, back and forth in my own mind. And uh, my husband, Neil, he, um, he was like, just go for it. Um, and I turned up very nervous, like, what is this place? What's going on? I can remember um, it being quite, it was busy. was busy. Yeah. I went over really, 25 busy, yeah. people. Yeah. 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 We, did, we did speed yeah. dating, remember? Yeah. Like, just so yeah. everyone could get to know each other so in two minutes. <laughs> I think at one point, I probably, as I came to the door, I realised it was busy. And I think if I hadn't seen Roy's face, Roy Ritchie, I think I probably would have ran away. But I was just, he was familiar to me. Uh-huh. Because um, we went to school together. So I was like, all right, okay, this is fine. There's then. something I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> familiar face. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um so yeah, so um and I came and I was like, wow, there's like lots of personal trainers here. And um I, I don't think you guys expected there to be so many. No, I think it was probably like a Thursday afternoon, just yeah. just threw it up on Facebook to just to see. We just wanted to host a meetup for for coaches mm-hmm. and to see who was out there and yeah. might be potential staff members mm-hmm. for us. So. Yeah. Hence the speed dating. <laughs> yeah, the speed yeah. dating, I guess, for the listener. I think it was your idea, Lance. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was like, how do we have a chance? Because if, if you do something and just in a big group, yeah. people tend not to contribute. So how do we do something where everybody can quickly meet everybody else in two minutes and we get to meet everybody? Yeah. That's where that came about. I remember it well. Like, do you remember it? Yeah, I do yeah. remember it. So it was just it, yeah. right along the turf. Two <laughs> minutes change. Two minutes change. You had that conversation back and forth. And I don't know what what it'd be. I'm intrigued to hear what your side of the story was, but I remember myself, Mike, and Jace. We all were in agreement of the same person. Yeah, well, I, I again aware <laughs> aware of my own biases and things. I, I I said to you guys afterwards, I was like, was there anyone there that that, that you thought might might be an option for us? Uh-huh. <laughs> and everyone's like, that girl Caroline was good. Yeah, which, which for the listeners, 
Zoe. Zoe's other, other name. <laughs> she has a few All names. My names. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, your experience. Yeah, like I thought it was a great way to set it up because like, yeah, because you just got to speak to like everyone and it was good like for me just to hear what a little bit snippet of what everyone else's journey is and then it just made me more comfortable with what the gym was here as well because you just I'd never heard of a setup like this before so I just was like oh I just imagined like even if you worked here it would just be like one-on-one personal training I didn't Mm -hmm. know about group personal training or anything like that but yeah it was it was a good experience it was a really good experience um did it calm your nerves listening to other people's conversations because it you're then they actually don't know maybe as much as I do or yeah. we're on the same uh, playing field the same yeah. level yeah 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 it definitely did it definitely did um I did come away thinking whoa that was a whirlwind <laughs> <laughs> definitely but yeah no it was good and uh that's when um I think it must have been maybe a couple of weeks later I remember going home and then Neil was like how was that and I was like I'm so good at speed dating. <laughs> He's like, what? Where did you go? What's going on? What are you up to? <laughs> um, so I obviously like told him about it and he was like, well, so what happens now then? And I was like, well, it was just nice to, to see what the gym was like. And I don't think anything will come out of it. It was just nice for me to see what other personal trainers were doing and what they were getting up to. And then um, Mike reached out and he was like, oh, um, we think we could like help you with your like journey. Do you want to come in? And then so I came in and then you offered the 30 day trial, which like I really enjoyed because that opened my eyes up to even more. Um, and I got even fitter and stronger at the same time, which was <laughs> which was great. But I remember Neil saying, so what's, what's going on? Like, are you getting, is this, is this a job or like what's happening? And I was like, well, I'm getting to work out. Like, this is like <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was like, I'm learning as well. So yeah fantastic so I didn't have any expect expectations to start working here I just thought you guys were fantastic because these were helping me out like showing me the ropes and things like that and then and then yeah I did a bit of shadowing which was like the most intimidating thing ever <laughs> it really yeah what do you mean I think like I've always been into exercise but I hadn't really like I don't even think I was deadlifting or even squatting correctly so to have to then try and coach someone else when you weren't confident with it yourself and I probably mm-hmm. was at one point confident with it because I did go to the gym by myself mm-hmm. but I would watch someone else and I'd mess about and I'd be like yeah this is fine I'm doing it right um so because I wasn't comfortable with weights then to for me to then coach someone it was it was a bit like wow but as Mike said you know nobody's just instantly good <laughs> something it takes time it takes yeah. practice um so so yeah so yeah now I'm a coach and it's great <laughs> but not only a coach now and a, and a wife you're yeah. also a mother of two <laughs> forgot that part and just sort of quickly how how do you find the balance between being a mum working shifts being a wife like how's that how's that all played out for you with um, with a changing career um initially it wasn't too bad because my son Brody was all already at um school um he was at school nursery um and we had good support from um like parents mm-hmm. for um childcare 
Um, so initially it was fine and I was used to that kind of shift pattern anyway. Like the only, like one of the main reasons I went for occupational therapy is because I thought I had to be in that bracket of working Monday to Friday, nine till five. Uh-huh. Um, but I didn't really like that setup. Like I'd always done shifts working. Lifeguard. Like throughout, yeah, yeah. lifeguard and throughout um, uh, supporting myself through uni and things. So um, the getting up at six and, you know, like I, I almost found it like a bonus because when I did my qualification, I was like, I don't think I can work in this industry because I can't work till 10, 11 o'clock at night. Like it's just not feasible. So when I realized like the hour is here, I was like, oh, like this could really like still work for me. I could still like do it. I could still achieve what I want to achieve. So um, yeah, initially like great and it worked. I'm not saying I'm not saying it was perfect. Like obviously there's hurdles. Kids get sick. Mm-hmm. Um, kids get clingy. Um, so <laughs> they Neil, don't like Neil change. Gets clingy. <laughs> <laughs> Neil didn't like the change. <laughs> so there's you know there was a lot of moving around, but um, yeah we. You know, we got used to it. I was in my flow and I was learning and I was getting better at my coaching. Um, and then uh, lovely Maya threw a spanner in the works. <laughs> like it was um, never planned? Yeah. <laughs> and um, I think I was a bit naive in the process, actually. I think I thought, it's fine. She's going to just slot into our lives and it's just going to be normal. Um, and then... She is a completely different child, um, and in in a good way. Um, but there's a lot of um, more juggling around, and like we'll we'll get there, but it's very overwhelming. And I do feel like I'm drowning at times. Yeah, yeah. trying yeah. to take care of the family, yeah. a new baby, get back into work. Yeah, you feel like maybe I'm, you remember. I remember you saying that you felt like you weren't as good as a coach because you haven't been doing the coaching hours and yeah. it, it all is just piling up at yeah. the moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So very, very overwhelming, but it doesn't last forever. So you've just got to push on and keep going with it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I, start, I wouldn't change it, like, even no. though it feels a lot at times. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't You don't want to it. go back to the, the desk as a no. sitting as an occupational no. therapist. No. Seeing life pass by. No. No, Good. Not at all. <laughs> Have you got anything else to add? Is that all? Okay. Mike? Yeah. <laughs> no, I think so. Remember the remember the the journey well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. So moving on with the episode, we are here today to talk about principles versus methods. Mike, do you want to give us a sort of introduction to that? Yeah, so if you if you've been following along, hopefully you have um the last few episodes outside of the interviews, we I sort of introduced the argument that, that we can't trust our brains all the time because they're not rational robots, they're not computers, they're they're prone to errors, errors which are predictable. Um then we we did one that hope, hopefully went okay. There was there was talking about, okay, well if we can't trust trust our brain, what can we trust? And we I introduced the idea that like the concept of the scientific method and controlling for variables and trying to find out what's true. At the same time we said, well, it's difficult though, because how, as a layperson, do we know what we can trust with the science? Particularly because it's often not the studies that gets reported, it's the headlines. Mm-hmm. And we don't expect people to go and read scientific studies to decide what they're going to eat for the breakfast. Um, today, 
I hope that we can then bring that one step further and chat about this idea of, of principles versus methods. Um, little line that I like, methods are many, principles are few, methods may change, but principles rarely do. So the idea is people often try, let's take weight loss. There's all sorts of weird and wonderful different methods that you can try in order to lose weight. But there's one principle that they all must follow for them to be successful, and that is energy balance, i.e. a calorie deficit, i.e. consuming fewer calories than you expend. And so that's, that's the principle. Whatever your method is, if it's going to result in weight loss, it must honor the principle. Um, so by, by focusing more on principles than methods or putting principles before methods, hopefully it can give a, a little bit of uh, direction for someone when they're deciding mm -hmm. uh, on their approach to health and fitness or other things in life. As we like spoke about in the, the episode before Stevie's about fads and diets and they're all methods, right? They're methods to yeah. losing weight. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, if you can find the principle of that and stick to it, it's always going to win. Well, you can create your own method that works for you. You know, you, you can make your own diet that works for you in your life, so long as it honors the principle of energy balance, yeah. which again, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a law of thermodynamics uh, that's observed in the, in the universe. Mm -hmm. It's unlikely to change. I'm not gonna say that principles can never change, but it's pretty it's rare. rare. Yeah. yeah. So like to give an example, we have, a, we have, we have gravity on this uh, planet or in this <laughs> universe as well there might be all different types of methods of um, air travel that that develop and continue to develop over the years, like different types of tech, uh, technology will, will come up. I think I mentioned on the previous one, like they're testing electric. electric planes and things. But no matter how what your method of air travel, how that will change in the next 10, 20, 100 years, that plane better... Um, respect the principles of gravity and the principles of aerodynamics. Mm -hmm. So there's no getting away from that no. principle. It's not going to fly without it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, finances, uh, th this I think is a good parallel for, for like nutrition and fitness. In finances, like you might have get rich quick schemes. There's that's, a few out that, there. That's, a, that's, akin <laughs> to the, there. <laughs> that's akin to the get slim quick schemes. Yeah, yeah. But in order for you to have uh, money in your account, your income must be more than your expenditure. Mm -hmm. So it's very sim similar to the calorie thing. Um, so you can try all crazy schemes, but if it doesn't honor the basic principle of, of what we're doing here, then mm -hmm. it's not going to work. Um, similarly, in exercise, there's a principle called progressive overload. In order for you to improve a particular aspect of the fitness, it has to challenge you in a way more than what it did before. Yep. Or there's, there's a principle called the SED principle, which is specific adaptation to imposed demand. So that means you get better at what you train at, mm -hmm. basically. So yeah. if you want to get better at running, you probably want to run. There's other things that might help, mm -hmm. but running makes you better at running. It doesn't make you better at swimming. Yeah. Squatting so, yeah. makes you better at squatting. It doesn't make you better at doing pull-ups. So yeah, in the gym, you've, a fine example of this maybe it would be you've you've been going to the gym for months. You've been lifting the same weights. 
you're not seeing any different because the principle of progressive overload isn't there. So you're not getting an adaptation to the muscle. Yeah. Yeah. And when it comes to like, say in the gym, there's different methods to train like the, say the TRX or the kettlebell. Are these all methods? I would, yes, that's, that's different exercise tools, uh-huh. right? But see where you said that principle of progressive overload. Yeah. So um, I don't know if this is still current because we're probably somewhat of a bubble, you know, in, in this facility, but commonly you would see in other gyms, people would do that. Like it was common for, for women to follow this, like get a one kilo, two kilo dumbbell and do their triceps kicks back. So they're, yeah. they're little exercises. Well, your results are going to be limited if that doesn't create the, mm-hmm. the overload. Mm-hmm. That and that's when people just plateau and sometimes just give up because they've not seen that progression. Yeah. And mm-hmm. certainly in in the exercise realm, there are a set of established principles. Yeah. So again, once I could also talk about like even uh, marketing, right? So when I go to like business things or I'm trying to educate myself for marketing, there's some people that will teach, oh, here's this new method. Try this style of I don't know, Facebook advert or this this tactic, right? It's tactics, but does it understand the basic principles of like, you know, maybe like communication or do you have your service levels in place mm-hmm. and stuff like that? So it's just, it's giving people some a place to start from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So where, where would you say people need to start in the health and f- fitness, like with their health and fitness around principles and sieving through the methods and things like that? So if it's exercise, uh-huh. there's a few few principles. One is specificity. So that's the one I already touched on that you're going to get better at what you do. So if you want to get better at swimming, yes, other things might supplement that, mm-hmm. but you you probably need to swim, you know? You see that, um, sorry, you see that a lot with, um, I've worked with somebody recently, there was a, a marathon runner that stepping up to the ultra and all he did was run, which he was quite good at. But then he's been here for maybe 60 days now and started strength training and that's really enhanced his performance. But he got all the way up to marathon with just running. And I think that's an example of the specific training for that. Yeah, so, so being stronger, adding strength training to your running training can help your running, mm-hmm. but you're not going to get good at running by only doing strength yeah. training. Right? So yeah. the strength training makes you stronger and being stronger makes you a better runner. But in order to be a good runner, you need to run. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's specificity. There's there's frequency, which is how often you train. There's duration, which is how long the training session is. So these are basic principles that, that are aspects of, I guess, someone's training program. And one of the key, key ones that is probably a massive part of what our approach at AKR comes down to is this idea of reversibility. And you can think of that even like back to Stevie's interview about the dieting, but reversibility is effectively use it or lose it. So it goes back to like thinking that approach is, is what I'm going to do something I'm going to do for four weeks and then stop. Mm-hmm. Because if that's the case, then your results probably won't last very much longer than the four weeks. It's like the story of Zato and that guy having the shakes. Yeah, so the doctor can then... say, yeah, the doctor, yeah, we can, we can, we can, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Prescribe. Yeah. No, yeah. sign him out, check yeah. him out. Um, 
discharge. Yeah. That's the word for, right? <laughs> we can we can discharge this gentleman and say, look, under our care, he's lost ten kilos. We'll put him back out in the world. But that's just going to reverse itself mm-hmm. because he hasn't learned anything. Yeah. He hasn't. His life hasn't changed. He hasn't got the tools in order to to move forward. Um, and and so I think that's such a massive thing that whatever you know we're we're talking about this because it's January or it's maybe February, it's February now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but whatever whatever somebody is about to embark upon or is already in, like starting with regards to the health and fitness, it's like think about the principles that are underpinning your approach. If it's weight loss. Like, is calorie balance involved in there or energy balance? But also, like, the reversibility. Like, is there a way for you to continue this? Mm-hmm. And if not, is there a transition? Like, I think, I actually think there, there might be a place for that that gentleman who, let's put you on shakes for a few weeks in order to, to lose, lose weight. But there has to be a transition to give him the tools and the skill set in order to do something that won't just reverse itself. Yeah which we try to do here at AKR. Which, yeah, I think if anyone's listened to the the interviews, uh, Chris has won a few back, was talking about how his whole approach to exercise has changed from being like focused just on the outcomes Mm -hmm. to to focus more on like the process and actually just enjoying the journey. And Stevie was the same. It's like, I know you're going to ask me what the end point (laughs) is, but there isn't an end point. It's just carrying on going. So Mm -hmm. I think... I think it's just understanding like the role that princip- like putting principles before methods, mm-hmm. the, the power of that. I think it's really easy for people to jump on the next method without thinking about the principles behind it. And that's that reversibility that they'll just keep spinning around that wheel of stop, start, stop, start, stop, start, because they've never really understood the core principles of why it's working. Yeah, and, and I think if you can just pull it back to principles, again, then you can choose the method that feels right for you. Mm-hmm. You know, do, are you are you getting nutrients into your body? Are you getting energy into your body? Um, is this something that you don't hate? <laughs> you know, and can continue to to some yeah. extent. Are you moving your body? Uh, like, bring it back to the to the basics mm-hmm. and set your goal. And it was an interesting discussion Chris had around goals um, and focusing on the process. And I think that's such a valuable thing. Again, at this time of year. Because Stevie also said, it's almost like people are so outcome focused, they're so desperate to see this big drop in weight that they do some extreme thing. Mm-hmm. But what if they, their approach is more like, I want to be the sort of person who eats well and exercises repeatedly and things like that. Then your whole, your whole conversation with yourself, your whole outlook for what I'm going to look for to help me achieve this changes your whole measuring system for what success looks like in your new year changes because it's not just like did i lose five kilos this week mm-hmm. it's like did i take a little step did i stay on track i think that's i think that's the power that's the, the whole point of this this season is to encourage people to as you start your new year let's let's try and set ourselves up for success yeah don't yeah. like um, the analogy of the roundabout that chris used is don't come off the same same slip road every time. You know, go round, go round and round about and take another route. For him, that's been pausing, stopping, and understanding that it's not about numbers and tracking anymore, it's about how he feels. And I think if you're coming into the new year, getting carried away with all those fads, 
and fancy diets and you've been on that path before, stop yeah. yourself before you take that path again and look for an alternative. I think it's, it's funny because Stevie also spoke about being in a car and going on a journey. Yeah. yeah. So we're in Stevie's car and we're coming up to Chris's roundabout. And Stevie, <laughs> for many years, as he said, he was taking that same turn every time as well. He was signing up for a gym, doing, doing induction and not Repeated. going any further. So turning off at the same place. Mm-hmm. I think just to bring this anal- analogy on a little step further, I think what we're trying to do in this season is put the signposts on the roundabout. Nice. So, or give people the tools to read the signposts mm-hmm. to say this turn that you're taking is following a celebrity diet, and you're doing that because it's an appeal to authority, um, and that celebrity diet isn't evidence based, and it doesn't uh, respect the principles of energy balance. So let's maybe miss that turn. Yeah. Let's maybe take this next turn, which okay, here's a diet. It's a longer term approach, but. It respects the principle of, of energy balance and it's uh, evidence-based. They've done s- studies on this and the stuff works, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you can take you can take a turn, but you you know that you can read the signposts and you know the reason that you're taking one turn versus the other. You can that's, see it coming. That's, that's, what I, that's what I want. If I can give the listener anything from this season, it's like, here's some some skills to help you be a better thinker, to better navigate the roads of the health and yeah. fitness world. Yes. You brought that to life there, Mike. <laughs> yeah. That was good. I think it's getting rid of that perfect. Per- I think people have got this word perfect in their head. Like, I'm going to get to the perfect weight, the perfect size. And it's just, it just kind of adds to that cycle of back to, I'm going to try something else. I'm going to fail at that. I'm going to try something else. And it just goes round and round mm-hmm. and round about, like you said. And do you know what, though? Like, we were talking... Um, a few back when I was talking about reflecting on the year and I thought one of the gifts that COVID was giving me or the lockdown was giving me was I've got this opportunity to make this perfect daily schedule and it only took a few weeks to realise that that wasn't a thing. Chris was talking about his goal setting and like the pinnacle was being able to play in an orchestra Mm -hmm. and he said he'd never been more disappointed. When he got to that point. And so this is another sort of thing that, that we'll repeatedly fool ourselves in our own heads with repeatedly. It's one of these lessons I think we need to learn over and over and over again, where it's like, if and when this happens or when I get there, then. And even like Stevie sat here and said, you know, I'm just making progress because I know like, I feel good today. Mm-hmm. Like, so how can we all, how can we all feel good today? Yeah. Because yeah. like, like you said, Zato, there's not a, there's not a perfect, you're going to, you're going to drive down that road yeah. and reach another signpost and are you turn yeah. roundabout i think even i think a couple of years ago we had that conversation about you coming to the term of realizing that it'll never be then like when we get to this point it, yes we've done it and then you, you wouldn't even you wouldn't when you got to that point in your life you wouldn't celebrate it and then you would look for the next best thing and then when you got to that point you didn't celebrate it so it's taken taking that time just to be present and celebrate the wins nothing's perfect you've still got to keep going does that make sense totally so during chris's interview i'm I'm sitting off camera and when he's saying that about the orchestra like right now one of our our commercial goals for akr is to get back to the number of members we had before covid and i'm already sitting there going it's not like I'm going to feel any different that day, am I? Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to. I'm not going to even. I'm not even going to have a beer to celebrate. Mm-hmm. I just know yeah. it. I'll just be like, yes, all right, what's next? Yeah, yeah. 
So, so 100%, still, still going to be that way inclined. But I think the one of the key things that I've changed that I did towards the end of 2021 was just getting uh, getting that gratitude journal going again. Mm-hmm. And Chris also mentioned the same thing. He said, I'm not writing, I think he said, it's, I'm not writing functionally, I'm writing like appreciatively. Yes. So at the end of the day, he's writing down what he did and being like, hey, I, I got to do this. I got to do that. That was a little bit tricky, that challenge, but mm-hmm. I, I got to do this. It wasn't and just ticking off the boxes of the day. It was it wasn't thinking a about it. Yeah. yeah, and I think for me, if we're now, the conversation's gone into this balance of like making forward progress, but realizing that there's not going to be a sense of... Uh, completeness Mm -hmm. when we get to this goal it's like how do i appreciate the journey how do i work on my happiness and energy and vitality levels day to day for its own sake yet at the same time still be still be moving forward and still having a direction and Mm -hmm. i think that's where you know there was there's different ways you can look at goals i think i said in one of the ones if if you don't know like what you're doing like, why are you getting out of bed in the morning? And it, and it sounded kind of harsh because you, I do believe in just living in that, like living for for the day. The days are your life in miniature, yeah. right? So you need to make your days good. But I, I think at the same time, having that, having a goal gives you the direction. It, it, Chris had a marathon booked, which got him to do the running. And ideally, you're running not just to do the marathon, which if we go back to the the season we did on motivation mm-hmm. can actually thwart a person's sense of motivation. Yeah. You're not running just for the marathon, but you actually can enjoy running. Mm-hmm. But and sometimes it, it sometimes it takes life. that sense of purpose that booking the marathon gives you. Yeah. And what I loved about Chris, it was like at the end, he didn't even do the marathon. No. He knew he was capable of doing the marathon <laughs> and that was fine. So it, the point is that like, it's never about the goal. I think I said, we're talking about getting hung up on like having a 10 year goal or a five year goal. And, one of my mentors said, like, every year when he reviews his goal, it changes the 10-year mm-hmm. goal. But it was never about the goal, right? It was about the direction that the goal gave you. Stevie says, I'm in a car driving along. But no I don't think anybody's out just now in Aberdeen just driving aimlessly around the goals. They're going somewhere. Mm-hmm. Now, you might go somewhere and suddenly get so far down the road and decide to turn off and go somewhere else. And that's fine. But I think having some direction yeah. is, is the key. Yeah. Anything else to add to the principles and methods? Yeah, we're kind of like way off track there, didn't we? No, but it was almost like a summary of the season that was. Yeah, Yeah, I I think, again, at the risk of labouring the point and repeating myself like I usually do, I think the the, the takeaway is, like I said, we're, we're trying to put signposts so that when you're embarking on something, Check in with yourself, check in with your thoughts, go maybe run them by someone else. Is this a bit wacky what I'm doing? Is this, am I missing something here? Mm -hmm. Is this too good to be true? Is it too good to be true? Is it just like short-sighted, foolish, unrealistic? Like, because you're gonna be, you're a human being, you're gonna be like that sometimes. And then is it evidence-based or am I signing up for some like crazy thing? And then what are the principles that underpin what I'm trying to achieve? And could I maybe pick my own methods to help achieve those? I think that's that's the key takeaway yeah. for that side of things. Yeah, good. Um, say the, the listener, I don't know where they've been, like, but um, they've just jumped on, they heard Stevie's interview, so they, they listened to this one afterwards. 
could you give a brief summary of seasons one right through to now? Brief, brief. Of the last 30 hours of content. <laughs> brief, <laughs> brief. Just touch on each topic um, and then we'll, uh, we'll finish it there. So let them know what was before yeah. so they can go back and listen. Well, I think just before I get into that, it's, it's worth saying we're going to take a break from this podcast for a while um just to assess what like it's it's been a it's been a big commitment um of resources and we need to take a little break and also just check in and reflect yeah see where we're going with it see what the goal is mm -hmm. all that sort of stuff that we've been talking about um and yeah i guess I guess it feels like a nice finishing point before this break as well. I, f I feel like every ep every season, every episode, we've we've tried to build on and and, mm -hmm. and take the listener through a journey. So we began with just like, what is the health and fitness landscape typically like, where people go, similar to what we've spoken about this season, that people get drawn into this extreme all or nothing approaches, uh, outcome based, and and we introduced this idea that fitness is an infinite game. You're going to be playing the game forever, so let's set up a game that you can win. Uh, from there, we took it on, like, rather than focusing on, on like, diets, let's yeah. focus on skills and habits. How do we develop the skills required to succeed in the game? Uh, what was next? Motivation. Motivation. Again, that's something that pe people typically look as, like, an all or nothing. I have motivation or I don't have motivation. Stevie touched on that a little bit there. I didn't have any motivation for it. But did he, or was it just in a different bucket? Yeah, so, yeah. so what we shared is there are different types of motivation. And I think having that understanding can help people improve their relationship with, with fitness, nutrition, mm -hmm. and exercise. Uh, season four, we, we then got into living life by, by priority. And I think Chris, was it Chris's one? He spoke a lot about this, about, you know, like feeling like he had to doing a certain thing at a certain age in life. Yeah. Um, or playing by other people's rules mm -hmm. and things, mm -hmm. and uh, that you know the pronouns are me and I. Me and I. And when you when you when you live better for you, you're going to be a better human being for everybody else mm -hmm. in your life. So, deciding what's most important for you in your life, we spoke about a bit of time and yeah. life management stuff, so that you can create a a schedule mm -hmm. to to do the things that are most important the, to you. That was the calendar and clarity in there as well, was it? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then and then this one. We're now just began, I feel like I'll be summarizing again, but, but just looking at like your own way of thinking mm -hmm. and how you're going to choose the, particularly in fitness and nutrition, the, the steps forward that you're going to take. Yeah. I think if, I, if somebody new was listening to this, this episode and they went back and went through from episode one to 40, I really feel that there would be so much information and take homes that they could, they could change their life with it. Like without a doubt even just skills and habits or like yeah. motivation, like seeing things through a different lens. Um, so if you haven't already, I highly recommend going back and listening to them all. And do you know what? If you yeah. have already, yes, go back and start again. Yeah. Because like, I recently read a book for the second time that I read years mm -hmm. ago and you get something different. You take something yeah. different away yeah. from it. Yeah, definitely. I've had a lot of members that have to, they, they listen to it maybe on a run or they've listened to it in the car and they've had to go back with a notebook because there's so many bits that they wanted to write down. Yeah. And that that's just a and that's our members that know, well have known us for such a long time. So there's there's a lot of gold in all of these episodes. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can never you can never step in the same river twice. 
true. Because you're not the same person and it's yeah. not the same room. <laughs> and on that bombshell, <laughs> uh, like Mike said, this is the the uh, the last of the seasons for now. We could come back with a season six. If you would like to hear that, please give us a review. Check in with us. Let us know um, if there's anything that you want to hear. Um, that would be fantastic. Yeah, just just worth adding. Yeah, because like when you when you produce content like this, you you put it out into the world, and you know sometimes you get comments back and things like that, and and sometimes you don't. And so yeah, like I know we ask for a review fairly frequently, but if if you have gotten something from this, if you would like to see us return, we really appreciate it if you take two minutes to to post a wee review and, and let us know. Uh, I would like to thank all of the team members for coming on this season. I know it was daunting and scary, but you did it. You leveled up. I got there. And oh, of course, producer Mark and Dan. And of course you, Mike. Thank you. And hey, the guests. Um, yeah. The guests have all been, been great uh, mm-hmm. sharing the member stories, which I really feel have helped bring things to life and hopefully show that we're not just uh, making this stuff up because the... You know, they're living, breathing examples of of people who've come through and taken the steps and changed their lives. Yeah, all the stuff works. Yeah. Well, as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me. And uh, we might see you again. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you.